in a story yeah. about radio psychology in Seattle. <laughs> I, you know, I wonder why not more has not more has been not written about not that. Welcome to Dunson Checks, man. The show where we watch the 1996 ape film Dunson Checks in minute by minute, and we pair each minute with a film that we believe complements it. I'm Emily Monkey Town. I'm Andrew. You gonna be Andrew Rutledge or no? <sighs> I, you know what, I'll be, I'll be Lord Andrew L- Rutledge. Okay. That's my spin on it. That's where I go. Good. We're talking about Minute 8 today, and it's another Andrew movie pick. Yeah. So, uh, Andrew, will will tell us about that. When I, when when I get choose. to it, but I we, will. We should say what movie it is. It is Joe Joseph Dirt. Dirt. Well, if you want to get fancy. Yeah. Which Joe never did. No. Uh, he just kept Joe on Dirt. keeping on. And when I get to why I chose it, I'll say. I don't know why you chose it. <laughs> so, the minute starts... Uh, with uh, 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 Mr. Grant, the father of, of Brian and Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still going on his little rant, and he says, Roasted and served as dead duck flambe. Now, how does he become a duck? Excuse me? You can't be That's... dead duck flambe if you're a human. Well, see, this is where I have my problems with the word dead. You could be dead human flambe. See, this is the thing. Why would you call the food dead Something well, flambe. All we eat is dead food. Well, but why would you say it in the thing? I think he he should have left out the word dead. And just you're saying flambe. he should have left out the word duck or changed it to human. Okay. And also flambe is a fun word. Flambe is fun. Neither of us is taking flambe should be in there. <laughs> flambe we should both be agree in there. In there. <laughs> we both agree in there. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was a weirdly worded line. Yeah. So he says, unless you want to move from a five star hotel to a trailer park. That's right. That's why so I picked was, Joe Dirt. I, I theorized that while I was watching the minute. Um, you thought of a film that embodies trailer parks. Yeah, because I think that's what Jason Alexander's character is thinking sure. of. Sure. This is, this is the, the base root of it is what do you think of when you think of a trailer park? Mm-hmm. When you think of, I believe in the film Joe Dirt, they do use the term white trash. A lot. Quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, the, it's, it's just... This is it. This yeah. is the embodiment. The character of Joe Dirt mm-hmm. is meant to symbolize for the American people. The, the trailer park lifestyle. Yes. Uh, and in fact, as as you messaged me once you, I guess, started watching Joe Dirt, yeah. you were upset by how mean they, they were, were to Joe. They were being very mean to Joe Dirt. <laughs> I messaged you that very early on in watching the film. I, I messaged you that when, they were, when the people at the radio station were making fun of him right at the start of the movie. Yeah, I figured, because when I started yeah. watching it, that was distressing to me as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'd forgotten how much the, how mean they are. Yeah, they're very mean to Joe Dirt. I also I'll also say um, before I get into my history with the film, mm-hmm. the thing that I I thought was interesting in reading about the film, yeah, is that a lot of people considered this like such a change for um, David Spade for David Spade, yeah, because he normally plays the the snot nosed like the 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 yeah. grimy stuck up. Like trying to get on the boss's good side, this is fake true. Yeah. character. Yeah, and here he's playing this very earnest, yeah. very like nice, mm-hmm. a kind at least, yeah, man in in the form of Joe Dirt. Yes, and I had never realized that ever yeah. until reading about it online, and I went, oh, I guess that is true. Yeah, uh, so I I wonder if that's part of the prestige of this film, <laughs> is that people um, prestige of Joe Dirt. Yeah, I'll say my history of it is that they played it on Comedy Central a lot. They did, and so I that's where I saw it. I watched this movie again. a ton as a yeah. kid. I had the VHS though, and I wore that shit out. I was mm. a big Joe Dirt fan as a kid. That's that's really good. Um, that's really good. Well, when you of... said when I picked this, you said that was your energy. Yeah, so, I yeah. Did, yeah, I still think it's my energy. Mm. There's a lot of poo humor in the film. Oh, too much for There's my taste. I'll say. 
Um, still to this day, I'm haunted. I don't know why this one haunts me more than the other poo humor in the film. Okay. But um, this was something that I wasn't so gross watching it the first time, but upon every rewatch, one I knew was very gross. Just the mental image of him dipping the french fries in ketchup on the solidified airplane <laughs> shit. <laughs> Which he oh. believes is a meteor, yeah, but is in fact solidified shit from airplane toilets, mm-hmm. um, and he's just eating right off that, and in fact rubbing his French fries on it because he put the ketchup directly on it, yeah, and that's just that's bad to look at every time. Somehow, yeah, that one didn't get to me. I the, the part where the Rance tank. Howard, Rance Howard, Ron, father of Ron Howard, <laughs> he yeah. he he. He in the film is portraying a cop, mm-hmm. and instead of just saying yes, you've tied yourself to a septic tank, he to re- to fully. Recap, Joe Dirt has strapped himself to what he believes is an atom bomb. And yeah. In fact, it is a septic tank. And I'll say, you know what I'll say? What the scene leading up to that, to showing how he believes it's an atom bomb, mm-hmm. that's really good. Yeah, because I, I think that goes a long way to convincing the audience it's an atom bomb. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, is is that he kind of he gets knocked out and has a kind of a dream sequence. Yes, that he uses a firework on it to impress his new friend and causes and a nuclear causes explosion. A nuclear explosion. Yeah, um, and so then we see that that was a dream, and he wakes up, and we mm-hmm. think he's going to do it again, but yeah. instead they take it. Yeah, on a journey to convince people to give them money. They're holding a room for hostage. He's trying to get. Uh, there's somehow a, a list of names that he thinks might have his parents' name on it for yeah. some reason. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, the Vance Howard, mm-hmm. as a cop, uses some kind of axe or something to knock off a nozzle. I it was just a hammer, just what, a straight up hammer. Yeah, whatever it is, he knocks off a nozzle at the top on top of the device, and that yeah. somehow makes the poop inside of it start oozing out onto onto joe dirt joe dirt this is and this is one of we talk about i've talked about this during the punks episode too there are certain <laughs> moments in cinema history that are just burned into my brain yeah and not necessarily that moment but the moment afterward he's in the shower and yes. he's saying i got the poo on me <laughs> yeah. that line read is just burned into my brain forever <laughs> yeah that's um, um that's a real classic one yeah uh now when I was watching it, I did message you that mm-hmm. I did want to get to the bottom of the Gert Frobe mystery. Sure, yes, there is that a is the thing that we, we had shared. Yes, that we didn't. Neither of us fully understood. Uh-huh. In the in in credit crediting of Christopher Walken's character, he was given three names. Yes. Uh, now, when I did start rewatching it, and it got to his part, I went, "Oh, I guess I understand why there's multiple names." Yeah. But I wondered if there was an extra line about Gert Frobe. Yes. There's not. I still don't understand why Gert Frobe was one of them. Uh, he just chose it. He just chose that name. According to some people online, it is part of a Herb reference. Herb is the actor who played Goldfinger. Yes. Who played Arik Goldfinger in the film Goldfinger. Yes. Some Sidebar. People... His name is Arik Goldfinger <laughs> because it's A-U, yeah. a.k.a. We, the uh, elemental sign for Goldfinger. This is nothing new. We're not breaking any news here. <laughs> I know. I mean, believe me, as someone who who is somewhat involved with a James Bond podcast, I yeah. know this has been talked about. <laughs> By many people on the internet, but I I would I would just like to take this opportunity to highlight how stupid that is. Do you do you remember that one of the possible when they were developing new James Bond, not new, but back at I can't remember what decade it was, but it was a couple of it was like right after I think it was Diamonds Are Forever. Diamonds they considered are instead forever. of whatever they did in Diamonds Are Forever, they considered making the villain Goldfinger's brother. That's stupid. And that that would be part of it. That is Die Hard three though. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. But it's also how much more stupid is that? And then what could we even imagine the dumb gold based name would be for him? Yeah, true. Yeah, well, maybe it would be sil- What's the elemental sign for silver? Oh, silver is just I is think S V or S I. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, wh- what what some people on the internet theorize is that so he chooses the name Gert Frobe for himself, or is given that name at the end of 
end of Joe Dirt. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Walken's character. Uh, because he's in the witness protection. It's A.G. Oh, okay. Augie. Uh, yeah, Augie. <laughs> I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, so people theorize that they gave him the name of the actor who portrayed Oric Goldfinger mm-hmm. because Christopher Walken himself in a Bond film portrayed a Bond villain named Max Zorin. Yes, he did. That is true. And so people believe that that is a subtle nod okay. to his That's Bond weird as hell. history. That's a weird nod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, part, part of the thing that I had never realized that the film never actually does get to the heart of what happened to his sister. True. And I, I, I wonder if it's addressed in the sequel, Joe Dirt 2. I have seen the sequel, Beautiful Loser, Joe Dirt 2, Beautiful Streaming Loser. exclusively on Crackle. Yes. And let me tell you how hard it was to find Joe Dirt. Yeah. I thought it was on Hulu. No. No. I thought, oh, I guess Crackle has it because they got the sequel. No. 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 It's yeah. annoying. Yeah, it is annoying. You would think it would be streaming anywhere. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah. Um, they don't get. I don't believe they get into that mystery in Joe Dirt Two: Beautiful Loser. I don't remember anything about Joe. Du- the, literally, the only detail I remember about Joe Do Joe Doot. Joe Doot. Yeah. Joe Dirt: Beautiful Loser. Brandy's not in it. I didn't think so. Um, Isn't there, there is a woman though? She's yes. on the cover. Yeah. Okay. They also um, in, at, so at the end of Joe Dirt, he gets a he finally gets a new hairstyle. Yeah. As you'll recall, there's a famous joke in Joe Dirt where his head was open, so they just sewed a mullet wig onto his brain. That's why he can't change it. Well, they well, put it on there and then it fused on. Yeah. Whatever. They we don't sewed, the second time they sewed it on. Yeah. Um, but then his brain gets damaged because of the bungee cord incident at the end of the film, and he gets these. Um, Really shitty white guy dreads at the end of the yeah. first movie. Problematic, As some would say. They called I would it say. a modern hairstyle. Yeah, which that, was... The, the, I mean, the joke of the movie is that it's a bad haircut. Yeah. I don't think for the same reasons other people would consider it a bad haircut, yes. necessarily. Yes. Um, but in, in Joe Dirt 2, he just has the mullet again. I forget how they explain it. I figured they, they explained it they away. They didn't stick to the... Uh, the quote-unquote modern haircut yeah because the end of the first one kind of has i mean it has that classic wrap-up yeah of every you know he doesn't need his real parents because he has or his birth parents because he has a real a good family real family yeah. yeah which is uh gert frobe brandy gert frobe's girl from the alligator farm yeah um there's more people that he picked up along the way i can't remember and kicking wing kicking wing <laughs> Who's his Native American friend? That's highly. There's a lot of very problematic things yeah. in Joe Dirt. I will say, say, I I did uh, uh, the actor Adam Beach, mm-hmm. uh, who who portrayed Kick and Wing, yeah, uh, is of of you know indigenous. Uh, he's indigenous. He's indigenous. Okay, and That's something at least. In fact, he he famously plays a lot of indigenous. Like he okay. he plays the you know he was um one I think it was his first role or one of his very early roles he played Squanto. Okay. Who is of the of his same uh, tribal affiliation? Oh wow! And uh, he most recently played Slipknot in Suicide Squad. I thought you meant he played the band. He played the whole band. <laughs> yeah, he played the whole band Slipknot, which was one character in Suicide Squad. Yes. Um, interesting. <laughs> I know. I know you have a a, a a soft spot for that film. I do. I do I enjoy do that film. Um, but I thought you'd be interested to know he's still working. Interesting. I think he's a. I think he's a talented actor. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with that. Um, did you like Joe Dirt watching it now? Um, it's okay. I, I think the, who is the radio man? Dennis. Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. Famous shithead Dennis Miller. Yeah. And he does play a shithead in the film. Yeah, true. And, uh, yeah, that whole thing was ridiculous. Because as soon as it started, um, I believe every other time I watched it, I just bought into it. But, but then, so they bring in this guy who looks funny to them into their studio to make fun of him. Yeah. On a radio show. Yeah. 
he looks funny. Yeah, <laughs> this is correct. So for the radio audience, they barely describe what he looks like. They kind of describe the mullet. Yeah, and the facial hair, which just grows in like that, which they don't explain why that is. He, he just says it doesn't grow yeah. in the other spots. Now, and then, here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. When he's doing the, the, the stuff with Brandy, mm-hmm. Kid Rock is his opponent. This is true. Kid Rock looks just like him. His opponent, you say. <laughs> yes! Kid Rock, I wouldn't say Kid Rock looks just like him. He has the same facial hair, and, and I think no, at one he point he had he's the He's clean he had he if it grew out it would grow the exactly the same as Joder. <laughs> That's what I see yeah. in the film. You can yeah. see where it's a little yeah little light. Mm-hmm. I'm just like how what's going on here? Yeah, but yeah. It's I mean, it's a it's not a good film. No, but did you enjoy it? Is what I'm asking you. Not not a lot. Yeah, there were parts that I thought were really funny, and then there was the, all the poo poo humor. I there were parts that I thought were funny and they were the poo poo humor. I I enjoyed it. There, I mean, there's definitely some problematic shit. I, I yeah. think the, the the part that most struck me obviously was the weird Buffalo Bob stuff. But honestly, it's it's no more problematic than Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, to be the, fair. The weirdest thing to me about the Buffalo Bob stuff is that it existed in the film. Yeah. Because in Silence of the Lambs is Buffalo Bill. Yeah. So is this is this the legally distinct I think so or so this is hypothetically this is the same character no I think it's just a, I think it's just a straight up epic movie style parody okay. and h- how you want to think of that as canon is up to, up to you and your god okay okay because I really forgot that that any of that happened yeah the Buffalo Bob stuff yeah it's so it's feels out of place in the film yeah I'll put it that it's way it's also weird because it's there's I, 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 epic movie I think is uh, I guess I've never seen an epic movie but it's like there's no jokes. Like, it's just these characters, like, living out the exact same thing that happened in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. There's no extra joke on it. Yeah, because, yeah, I would say you are, you're nailing. It's just I've, the exact same events. I haven't seen an actual epic movie, but yeah. I've seen others by that studio team? or team or whatever. Yeah. And that that is, and usually they mash it up. So mm-hmm. this is exactly that. This yeah. is taking a, you know, trailer park character and mm-hmm. putting that into <laughs> yeah. a Buffalo Bill scene. Yes. And that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a um, weird one. The cop who talks, do you, do you, did you recognize the cop who talks to Joe Dirt after the Buffalo Bob scene? Uh, well, because he's the brother of, yes. and so is the security guard at the beginning. Was that also when Kevin Farley? It's an, it's another Farley another brother. brother. Yeah. Because uh, I thought, I thought this must be someone. So I looked him up and, oh, it's a Farley. <laughs> yeah. Because after Chris Farley died, yeah. um, David Spade pretty much always puts at least one of his brothers in his movies after that. Mm, that's nice of him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I literally only picked this film because of the trailer park line. <laughs> that was all I could come up with. Fred Ward plays uh, Joe Dirt's dad. Yeah, I, I did. You read who was originally set to play the mother and father of no, Joe Dirt? Roseanne Barr. Oh, that's interesting. And oh, who's tracks. who's the older actor who? A lot of people think he's unhinged. Rip torn. No, a little younger. I don't know. No, I can't remember his name. Nick Nolte. See, he's like Nick Nolte. Gary Busey. Gary Busey. There we go. Gary Busey and um, Roseanne Barr were set to play the parents, but the director, after filming their scene, thought that they would overpower the film or the narrative or something. Yeah. And and I think so they filmed it with those. They did. Yeah. There's That's a. I found one image of them standing outside of the house that they live in, That's the trailer park or whatever, and they're kind of waving their arms at their son. Yeah. Um. And I'd say even the down to their look is they look like, well, Gary Busey looks like himself. Sure. Roseanne Barr is doing some kind of a like 
very stereotypical trailer park woman as well, where she even has like a blacked out tooth. Yeah. Or some something is going on it's with a her bit teeth. Much, perhaps. Yeah, it, it, it is a bit much. Yeah. And so I can see where. And then I was even surprised to see the director is Denny Gordon. Yeah. Uh, who she would go on to direct, um, I think, What a Girl Wants. Yeah. Or something like. It was very odd to see the journey that all these people took. Yeah. Um, there's, there's something else I noticed. The um, <clears throat> So you and I, we both keep logs of all the movies yes. we see. Um, and we both list the director in those logs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if I want to bum myself out, I look through the list of directors and, and just remark on how few of them are women. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not necessarily directing the movies I watch. Maybe I should a little more. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's pretty regular that I, I will, it'll, even to the point where like uh, in any given year, there will be more people named Steven than there will be women mm-hmm. or John or like, it's usually like, there's usually like five male names that, that beat out women. The, one of the few sources, few consistent sources of female directors on my movie logs tend to be Happy Madison movies. And I, huh. I'm not going to say that Happy Madison is a net good uh-huh. in, in the fight against the patriarchy. What I will say is that for some reason, Happy Madison, uh, I, I guess at least good on them. They, they do tend to hire female directors. Doing better than Bloomhouse. Yeah, true. He got called out recently. Did you read about that? I would say rightfully so. He got called out. I did read about that. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Where he tried to cover it up and then he apologized. And it was not the best apology. I I was a shitty apology, I will will say. Yeah. People can't nail those, huh? No. (laughs) People really can't. (laughs) They can't. One other thing I want to say about Joe Dirt. Uh, Mm. Do you have anything else? No. I feel like I'm done. Uh, There's a part I want to highlight. It is definitely problematic, but... It's something that I enjoyed a lot as a kid, and God damn it, it still made me laugh. Mm-hmm. There's a part where a man with a, a a very heavy sort of Creole accent in Louisiana. He's playing the same character that he played in. Yes, this is a recurring character in, in Happy Madison in ha- movies. In it, it was specifically it was it was just after. I can't remember the actor's name or the other movie he was in, but this is a character that is in other. Yeah, he, movies. yeah, yeah. Um, and he's who's trying, not who's not Rob Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to tell uh, Joe Dirt that home is where you make it, mm-hmm. which is sort of the central lesson that Joe Dirt has to learn in this film. But because of his heavy Creole accent, he's saying, home is where you make it. Mm-hmm. And Joe Dirt thinks he's saying, you like to see homos naked. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm sorry that it made me laugh. <laughs> I I saw you. Didn't you tweet about that? Or you mentioned it on one of your Twitch streams or something? Oh, did I? I feel like you did. I might have. I mean, that's a line that has been that has stuck in my head since I watched the movie as a kid, I'll uh-huh. say. It's also weirdly, I mean, the movie, as I've said, the movie can be problematic. And there's a lot of, like, you know, people calling Joe Dirt gay is an insult. Yeah. And, and Joe Dirt seeming to agree that it should be an insult, but that he is not that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, in this in this scene, Joe Dirt is sort of uh, uncharacteristically not judgmental of it. He's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, some people like to see homos naked. And as someone who likes to see homos naked... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I enjoyed this scene. <laughs> so that's Joe Dirt. Yeah. Um, let's get back into the minute. <laughs> so that was just the first line in the minute. Yeah. Uh, the boys say that they're sorry mm-hmm. to their father. Uh, then he he kind of brings it in. He brings it in to kind of give him a little solace. He says next week, and they they do a hand thing here. Did you catch the hand thing? Yeah, they're they're stacking hands. Yeah, as if. I typically think of this as when you're playing baseball. Yeah. You stack hands on the bat. Or as if they're like going in for a team. Yeah. They don't have enough hands. So they're just <laughs> stacking both their hands repeatedly. Yeah. And so they end with, with one of their hands. And, and the, the, the dad is saying, next week, when this is over, we're going to Barbados for 10 days. And we 
<laughs> it's now here's where he takes a turn. Yeah. He says, and we will nag, and we will complain, and we will we will be the guest. We will make other people's lives miserable. For a change. For a change. Yeah. That's that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. <laughs> you would think the lesson that he could learn here is to be kind. I think if there is a possibility that he is doing it, he's goofing, and they're not actually going to do that. Well, the 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 younger son, Kyle. Yeah, yeah here's the thing. I think he's goofing. I don't think Kyle's goofing. Yeah, because I, I, I think that's part of it. Sometimes with kids you you play to a base level yeah, yeah. that is any kind of uh nuance is lost on a child <laughs> yeah and so yeah kyle is definitely into yeah. this concept yes uh i would hope that his father would would not be because he yeah. works in in this field and knows that I will it can say, be though, bad I, as someone who works in the service industry mm. when i go to other coffee shops i definitely am polite to the people because i know what it's like mm. i do know other people who are like no when i'm a customer i like this is what i've paid for this is i'm gonna get what i want like i yeah. know people who work in coffee shops and are still dickheads to other people in coffee shops mm. because in their mind when they're the customer they're paying their right yeah um so perhaps uh mr grant is just one of those dickheads yeah uh, so then he ends. He ends that speech. They're all they're all pretty happy because they're going to go to Barbados next week. Mm-hmm. And then he ends with saying, "Until then, you're grounded." And we get this real great two shot of the kids going, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> it's just really stupid. Yeah, it is. Um, so then we we cut to presumably where they're living. Yes, which looks like it's just off of the service corridor. Yes, because we see the the, the double doors open. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Grant, Jason Alexander is pushing in a mm-hmm. cart of uh, food. Yeah. So they're getting, they're still getting the hotel service food mm-hmm. brought to them by their father. Yes. And and Brian's uh, playing a video game for money. It seems because they don't look like they're grounded. Mu- they, well, I mean, what does grounded mean to you? I well, see, I've never been grounded. Ooh. Can I can I say that, Mr. Good Boy over allowed? here, Mr. Good Boy over here? And I don't even think it's necessarily that I'm. I am a rule follower. I'm you a are. stickler for the yeah, rules. That's true. I mean, I've been in trouble, mm-hmm. uh, but never grounded. Sure. Uh, so grounded to me, I mean, because especially my concept of grounded is from television and movies. Sure. And the idea of you know, uh, th- there was a point in TV at least where they the they had this kind of meta conceptual moment where saying go to your room mm-hmm. to a child was not always a bad thing because that's where all yeah. the toys in the video games are. Yeah. So I, I can't recall specifically, but there are definitely TV shows and movies where one parent says go to your room and the other parent and the says... Like, or, or, yeah. Someone, someone is like, fucking joke's on you. I like my room. <laughs> yeah, I like my room. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I don't... I mean, being confined to their room, Yeah. maybe that's one form of being I grounded. Think, I think that is. Yeah. But I, I mean, I would think he would be a little more strict, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, and then I also noticed on his little cart with the food, he has a bottle of wine for himself. I did notice that as well. <laughs> he was, yeah. whole he's going to have a little time. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 to me, this just doesn't look grounded. Well, let's hope but, it was for himself, I guess. Well, <laughs> the, the other thing is, I mean, uh, I, I don't want to say too much ahead of time, mm-hmm. but he he, we have not been introduced to a romantic interest for Jason Alexander. This is correct. Uh, and and we haven't quite gotten to the tragic backstory mm-hmm. of what happened to the children's mother. Yeah. But he is he he is single. Yes. Uh. So I we in another sense we could say maybe he's going to share it with someone. Mm-hmm. But the movie doesn't have that at least not yet, and we don't want to say too much ahead. No. Uh. But then, so uh, Brian. 
is playing a computer game. Yeah. He's playing blackjack. And as you true. said, for money, perhaps? There's a, there's money displayed on the screen. Yeah. So I'll I'll read off. It it actually says his um he actually has just won a hand, as far as I can tell. Yeah. And that his bankroll is four hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. His bet was a hundred dollars. And you can kind of see it's very I, I I'll i I'll tell you what I made out. Yeah. But he has won the hand by getting blackjack. This is correct. So the the um the computer character or or perhaps another human character of this is over the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see their second card, but they have a five of clubs up. So I guess the dealer, I guess you'd call that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he has an ace, I believe, of hearts mm-hmm. and then a jack of diamonds. Yeah. That, that's given him that blackjack. Is, that is a 21. But then I would say, so Mr. Grant comes over and turns off the computer. He well, just turns, he off turns off the monitor. The monitor. Yeah. So I would think that Brian's okay. He can recover this game. Unless he's playing game. online. Unless he's playing online, which I don't think was too common at this time. Yeah. But also, unless... Well, I mean, how meta do we want to get? Huh? How meta do we want to get? It's 1996. In the next minute, he says something that, to me, maybe indicates he's playing online. Oh, I don't don't catch that. He says that he's been winning money. Oh. Uh, I don't know if he just means in-game money or real money. He might just mean in-game money. Yeah. Um... Because uh, he also, it might this might be one of those weird computers where the monitor is connected to everything. Oh, sure. Yeah, which I know it was mostly Macs that did that. This yeah. doesn't quite look like a Mac, I but think it's a Mac. It could be. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, and then at the very, this is the last second of the minute, he says, "Hey, I was." Hey, I was. And that's it. Yeah. That's it for this minute. Should minute I s- eight in the can? Should I say what we will be watching for minute oh, nine? What are you gonna do to me for minute <laughs> nine? I gave you a gift in Joe Dirt. You did. I gave you a jerk, a jerk, and you gift. No, lucky. <laughs> no, you didn't. I gave you a gift in the form of you, lucky dog. No, you didn't. What did I pick? What are what have my picks been so far? Um, Grand well, Budapest Hotel. Hotel was That's very a gift. good. Then I gave you Bellboy, so that was not a gift. No. <laughs> then well, you gave me. What did we do for minute three? Well, it's whatever you gave me. I don't remember. It was something. It was something all right. What did we do? Oh, Beautician and the Beast. Beautician and the Beast. Uh-huh. I consider that a gift. And then I gave you for minute four. Uh, oh, that's that's Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. That's yeah. a gift. Minute five was. What'd you give me? I don't remember. <laughs> we each, we each, this is like a trick or treat. This is like a, a, a is it coal in the stocking or is it an orange? What do we, you yeah? Know? What did I give you for minute five? Um, that, who knows? For you, lucky point. dog. Who Have knows? we released minute five yet or no? No. So I can't check that way. <laughs> Um, you're the one who has the dang spreadsheet. The spreadsheet's on. You have access to it as well. I don't even. I'm know sure everyone loves to. Do hear you want this. me to tell you what we'll be we're all we're all be watching for for minute nine? Minute nerf. Yeah, just just lay it on me. A little movie. You ready? I'm like taking a deep breath. You're faking me. There's no way. You're lying right now. For minute nine, we'll be watching Jaws. Oh, I was waiting Two. for you. Oh, I knew you'd do this to me. <laughs> Are we actually going to do Jaws 2? Yeah, we're doing Jaws 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew oh, you said Jaws, and I went, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And I was waiting for you to say another thing before I finished. Mm. Um, so we minute five was punks. Punks, that was a gift. Mm-hmm. Minute six, like a uh, first man. Yeah. Then minute seven, you like a dog, and now Joe Dirt. Yeah. Now Jaws two. Jaws two. Okay. I've never never seen it, so that's why that's kind of why I picked it. Oh, okay. Honestly, I was like, I'm gonna pick a Jaws. 
Oh, okay. And so I picked the one that's the least talked about. Oh, okay. I, th- I think I recall you saying you like Jaws 2. I, 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 what I will say about Jaws 2 is it's not as bad. It's, um, I mean, in a way, it's maybe the worst to watch. Because okay. it's not as good as Jaws 1, but it's not as so bad that it's fun as Jaws 3 and 4. Oh, okay. It's just like a decent shark movie. Okay. There's, I mean, there's good in it, for sure. All right. Uh, so that's that's the film for Minute 9. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can find me on the internet. Uh, I do a podcast with Justin Kizan called Nothing New, a remake podcast where every month we get together, we talk about remakes, we pick a remake that's typically new in theaters, and we talk about the film that it's based on uh, or or another adaptation of. Uh, find that at benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. Uh, I do another show called It's On My List, uh, where every month it's me and five friends and we talk about... A film that people say you should have seen. Me and five of our friends are talking about the films we haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Pistol Trims Radio for that <laughs> tune. <laughs> That's pretty much how that goes, actually. Uh, and it's a it's a fun show. I think it's good. Uh, we let you know if if the films are really necessary, if, if they should be on your list, even. Uh, so check that out. It's on my list, pod.com. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch at Very Cool Emily. I stream Tuesdays, Thursdays, and uh, one weekend day on Twitch. So s- s- scoop that up. Um, you can you you can listen to my older podcast with Jordan Keys on, but it's dead now. Um, our final episode was about Amblin. The show was about Steven Spielberg. Um, you can write us an email at dunstancheksmin dot dot at dot at at dunstjexman no. at gmail.com there you go you can follow us on twitter at majestic hotel ny did you say that no you can follow us on instagram at dunstjexman mm-hmm. uh you can support our patreon mm-hmm. for pre-show business you can rate and review us on apple pytunes mm-hmm. um how much is this uh garbage truck getting picked up this, I don't. I. It's hard to tell because I don't know how much of, of what I'm hearing is from real life and how much is in the headphones. But Very good. Hopefully, you don't hear too much garbage truck noise right now. Mm-hmm. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. But for the text of your review, what I want you to describe is your ideal jacket. When you think a ja- of a jacket yeah. you would like to own and buy, um, I want you to describe that in the in the text of your review that's very good and also give us five stars yeah uh so until next week we're checking out of the majestic hotel to all who come to this happy podcast welcome nothing new is something new that great poets imitate and improve where our small ones steal and spoil. Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Justin. And if it wasn't readily apparent at that, we're huge nerds about remakes. That's why we're doing the Nothing New Podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a remake in detail and its original, covering them in whatever order they come out, from Wizard Waz to It and beyond. They're remaking Stuart Gordon's 1986 sci-fi horror classic from beyond? Oh, no. Oh, that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Justin and I, and maybe a guest or two, to explore the wonderful world of remakes, film by film. Remakes have been done forever. People talk, but Scarface don't even know that was a remake. Oh, nicely said. Don't thank me. 
Thank Antoine Fuqua. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.